It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Jeff Carr. I'm your host and super fan of the Cincinnati Reds, and I've turned my addiction into information for you. Each and every day, I'm going to bring you news, rumors, transactions, everything about the Cincinnati Reds. Thanks for joining me. Let's jump into today's episode. Reds fans, welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. We are going to talk about D. Strange Gordon. Today on the podcast, the Reds have signed him to a minor league deal with an invite to spring training. Going to break down what that means for the roster, what that means for the team heading into spring training. Also, wanted to point out, tomorrow on the podcast, Mark Sheldon from MLB.com and Reds.com joins me to talk about this quiet offseason and where that leaves the Reds here in 2021. Also want to get his take on looking at Spencinati, looking at the strengths and the idea that the Reds are betting on Derek Johnson and Kyle Bodie. We're going to talk about that a lot on tomorrow's podcast and later this week, look at this double T's looking into the future later this week, brand new voice of the reds for Fox sports, Ohio, which is soon to become Bally sports, Ohio or Bally sports, something I don't know, but brand new television play-by-play voice for the reds. John Sadak will also join me on the podcast. Lots to get to this week between Mark Sheldon and John Sadak. And before we even get to that, we're going to talk about where the Reds sit after going for D. Strange Gordon on the roster. Uh, Before we get into all of that, though, the best way to not miss anything this offseason and leading into spring training is to subscribe on whatever podcasting platform you're currently listening to. Also, follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and follow the show at Lockdown Reds. And save the Lockdown Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. And I mentioned, you know, we're leading into spring training. The league and the players union officially agreed to health and safety protocols yesterday. And yep, the seven-inning doubleheader will make its uh, triumphant return in 2021, as will starting the runner on second base. No mention of the DH. Well, I take it back. There was mention of the DH. If you look at Joel Sherman's article on the New York Post, he talked about the league views the designated hitter as a money issue. Yeah, they're they're basically just coming out and saying it's a negotiation tactic. We're not giving it up right now. Oh, boy. Yep, that's where we are. So, anyway, uh, also uh, of news, the Athletic obtained a memo from Major League Baseball that was sent out to front offices saying that the ball will change. The construction of the baseball for 2021 will change ever so slightly. The minutiae can be found in the athletics article by Ken Rosenthal. 
and Enoceris, but pretty much the idea is to slightly deaden the ball. Therefore, kind of quell the rising home run rates that have been coming over the last couple of years. We'll see exactly what that means. Experts differ on how they feel this is going to work, but some have compared it to when Korea changed their baseball league's construction of the baseball, and they saw slugging percentages dip 14% and home runs drop a third year over year after they uh, you know, initiated the change. So we'll see exactly what that means for 2021 as the season progresses, which can only be construed as interesting for a Reds team that all they did was hit home runs. Speaking of improving the offense, the Reds entered this offseason with the idea of improving the shortstop position. We're still waiting on that. Uh, Jonathan Villar signed with the Mets today, $3.5 million for one year. It's another option off the board. Look, you you can have the take that three and a half million for Jonathan Villar is expensive, and I'm not going to argue with that because it kind of seems expensive. However, we are to the point where every single option that you can think of on the free agent market, including an option that has played very little shortstop over the last couple of years in Jonathan Villar, is now off the board. The Reds have whiffed on every single free agent option for the shortstop position this offseason. They are now in a position where they have to trade. And this, this leads into D. Gordon, trust me, because when you're talking about these trades, general managers have to just be chomping at the bit. They've probably got the Reds' front office telephone number, whatever it is, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine like dialed in to their caller ID as Red's general manager ask lots and lots and lots. I don't know how much you can type into a caller ID, but whatever. Whenever Nick Crawl calls a team that has a shortstop on the trade block, that team is like, just like, okay, let's talk about Nick Lodolo. Okay, let's talk about Hunter Green, because they can't, because the Reds are backed into the corner where they have to overpay if they're going to upgrade the shortstop position via trade now. That's where they are. Otherwise, we're going into the season with a mix of guys at shortstop of Kyle Holder, Kyle Farmer, Jose Garcia, and uh, I'm sorry. God help us if D. Strange Gordon is the plan at shortstop. Don't get me wrong. He could be an interesting guy off the bench with his speed. He is still somewhat fast. He is not near as fast. Look, this signing would have been really exciting four years ago. This would have been an amazing move had the Reds done it. After he left the Dodgers and coming into the this 2015 season, when he hit 333 in 2015, that's right, six years ago. Heck, and then 2017, he hit 308. That's amazing. That was four years ago. The last three years, the last three years of his baseball career has been spent in Seattle. In those three years, he's compiled 1,091 plate appearances, and he's got on base exactly 29 
percent of the time. Okay, his on base was two ninety three. So let's talk about what that means for the Reds roster in twenty twenty one here in just a moment. But first, there is something on my mind that I have just got to tell you about, and that is Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar that will elevate your snack game to brand new levels that you never knew it could be. I'm serious. They've even got this brand new flavor in coconut brownie chunk. Literal chunks of brownies are in this Built Bar, and when you take a bite, You'll not only get that brownie chunk, but you'll get that delicious coconut taste. You won't know that what you're eating is actually healthy for you. Because when you look at the nutrition facts on the bar, bear with me, statistics incoming, it's got 17 grams of protein, guys. 17 grams of protein. And you can check out Built Bar today by going to BuiltBar.com and entering the promo code Locked On to get 20% off your next order. If you're not a coconut person, that's okay. I understand. They've got amazing flavors too. All kind of fruit flavors. Chocolate galore because pretty much all of it's chocolate. 100% real chocolate, 0% guilt. Check out BuiltBar.com and enter the promo code Locked On to get 20% off your next order. And also, it's winter. It's in the dead of winter. I know spring training is close. But it's still really cold outside. We, we just got a ton of snow here in Cincinnati. And maybe your car is shake, rattle, and rolling a little bit. Maybe you need to replace something. Maybe you need a new part. Maybe you got to get some work done. The best place to find that part is rockauto.com. They have all of the parts that your car will ever need. They've got amazingly low prices with really easy service and they help you out if you don't know what you're looking for go to rockauto.com they've got a drop down list of every single car company you find yours you find your make you find your model they've got a drop down list of every single part that your car has they'll help you find it or if you're a little bit more mechanically inclined you can find your brand because rockauto.com has all of the parts that your car will ever need and when you go there in the checkout section in the little how'd you hear about us box Type in Locked On to let them know that your pal Jeff has good taste when it comes to mechanical parts for your car and let them know that I sent you. That's rockauto.com. And in the checkout section in the How'd You Hear About Us area, type in Locked On. Rock Auto has all the parts your car will ever need. February is Black History Month, and the Locked On Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and successes of black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presents More Than a Game. This week, Candace Cooper of Locked On Tar Heels and Erica Ayala of Locked On Women's Basketball discuss the opportunities and challenges that come with being a black woman in sports. Subscribe to the Locked On Presents podcast wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so D. Gordon. He's here. D. Strange Gordon is a member of the Reds' minor league deal, invite to spring training. What does this mean for the roster? Honestly, it shouldn't mean much. He should be uh, competing for a utility role. C. Trent Rosecrans did assuage some uh, stress there with people that were looking at this deal and thinking that he is a shortstop uh, option, like myself. Because when he tweeted about the deal, he said that the Reds plan for Gordon to compete for a utility role. That's all well and good. He's fast. 
ish. He can play decent defense, although Dan Samborski said that he really only profiles defensively as a left fielder. The Reds don't really need that. And they've kind of already got that utility guy in Kyle Farmer, so I'm not really sure as to how Gordon fits in on this roster. And that could be why he was just a minor league in a minor league deal with an invite to spring training, because it's kind of on him to see what he can give the Reds. But he definitely does not fit into that shortstop mold. And with the Reds missing on VR, and with them having not really upgraded the position at all, we head into spring training with a massive gap. Now, I could be wrong. And look, I would love to be wrong about where the red shortstop position is at the end of this season. But we're talking about some guys that aren't exactly inspiring. Jose Garcia, we've talked about a lot. And to be fair, we have mentioned this, and you're going to hear me say this a lot, especially as we get into spring training and we start to kind of unearth storylines for this season, and that is it's really hard to look at 2020 and give a fair evaluation of a player. With that being said, in the 67 plate appearances that Jose Garcia gave the Reds, he had one walk and 28 strikeouts. That ratio is absolutely abysmal, something that he has to work on this year. Now, will he be able to do that at the major league level? It's hard to say because he was in a situation where the Reds lineup was already pressing as a team. Whenever they brought him up to replace Freddie Galvis at shortstop, he was coming into a situation where the Reds offense wasn't scoring. They weren't hitting. They weren't getting on base. And so he probably kind of felt that collective pressure to get in there and do something big. And because of that, he was pressing himself. And he wasn't really getting that chance to experience his first major league at bat. Now that's all kind of feathery and flowery and hurdy-dur, whatever, because Tyler Stevenson looked all right in his first couple of major league at bats. So what, what do we know about Jose Garcia? Not much. All we know is he didn't really look ready. So he probably benefits more from beginning the year in AAA. But then your options are a Rule 5 pick that they traded for from the Phillies. The Reds didn't even pick this guy. The Phillies picked this guy in the Rule 5 draft, and then the Reds traded for him. So he's got to be on the roster or else he has to be offered back to the Yankees. So as it pertains to the shortstop position... His prospect rankings say that he is an amazing fielder with an amazing arm and not much else. Really doesn't have good hit tool. Really doesn't have good power tool. His speed is okay. He's not profiling very much as a starter in the major leagues. Not to mention the fact that his next at bat that the Reds give him will be his first major league at bat. Dude hasn't been in the majors yet. So, all right, what else we got? Well, we got Kyle Farmer. And there's a lot of people that are talking themselves into Kyle Farmer. I'm not one of them. I like Kyle Farmer as a utility player. I like his versatility. If you're going to pigeonhole him into one position and say that he has to start there every day or even be pigeonholed into a platoon situation, then I like him a lot less. He's a guy that I like coming off the bench. I like the fact that he can catch. I like the fact that he can play shortstop in a pinch, but you don't put the guy who's in a pinch out there every day. 
this is the same thing that we used to have, whatever, 10, 15 years ago with Chris Heisey, where he never got that everyday playing time until someone got hurt. And all the time, everybody was saying, boy, this guy should really get more playing time. He was a hell of a pinch hitter. Dude could smash the ball coming off the bench. But it was like when he started, his mind transformed. And something just didn't work as a starter. Now, I'm not saying that that will happen with Kyle Farmer. But let's look at the facts when it comes to Kyle Farmer. People are talking about his platoon splits. He has 134 career at-bats against a right-handed pitcher. And yeah, he hits 291. But overall, that's a pretty small sample size. And we're talking about seven walks to 28 strikeouts. Again, that ratio, not great. It's not as bad as Jose Garcia's 1 to 28, but 7 to 28, you're telling me that he's going to get one walk for every four strikeouts? Uh, Nah, baby, nah. Not, not, Not really feeling that every day. Keep him as the utility player that he is so valuable at, which means that there's still a gaping hole at shortstop. So if the Reds want to make a move, they got to overpay. I've seen rumors about Nick Senzel for Ahmed Rosario. That is a huge overpay, and I would hope that the Reds got something else back besides Ahmed Rosario. But that's the kind of desperation that the Reds have put themselves into because they didn't want to spend. Now, I don't know what their offers were. Maybe they were way more competitive that we're giving them credit for. But the fact that they missed out on every single free agent option at shortstop is really concerning. And we're heading into the year with already a crutch on a lineup that does not need any more crutches. We'll get into that a lot more throughout spring training as we have so many guys to look at as potential bounce backs and breakouts and what have you. But yeah, the move to add D Strange Gordon to the roster, it's not really moving the needle for me. And that's basically what I wanted to get at with today's podcast. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to today's Locked On Reds. If you are not already, hit that subscribe button and become a subscriber. That way you don't miss what's coming next. On the next episode, we're going to have Mark Sheldon talking about this offseason, talking about his expectations for the 2020 Reds and more. And then later on this week, John Sadak, brand new play-by-play voice for the Cincinnati Reds television broadcasts. That's all coming up just this week. There's going to be plenty more as spring training gets going next week and the season begins to unfold. Thank you so much for joining me. I will talk to every single one of you tomorrow. Let's go, Rex. Hey. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.